inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello and thanks for joining today. Imagine a basketball stadium that is full of young people and in the middle, instead of a game, there is a motivational speaker moving the crowd. Our very special guest today, he is a 27-year-old and was born and raised in the south side of Chicago. He has degrees in corporate communications and marketing, and currently he resides in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. After years of exploring leadership development, he decided to follow a calling and spread his message of authenticity and positivity. He has spoken to several thousand high school students, both in Illinois and Wisconsin. As a lifelong stutterer, he understands what it takes to overcome obstacles and adversity and motivate the crowd to take on their own obstacles in a real way. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Jim Love. Hi, Jim. Hello, everyone. Oh, yeah. You are there. <laughs> uh, great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on, Oscar. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Fantastic. Yes, um, it sounds uh, really special having... Um, young motivational speaker and his uh, focus also in talking to, to college students and um, high school students. So please tell us how you became a motivational speaker. Absolutely. Uh, so this, this journey really all started um, 11 years ago, if you can believe that. So uh, for, for most of my life, I've been involved in leadership development and when I was a sophomore in high school, so when I was 16, I got nominated to attend a seminar uh, in Chicago called the Illinois Leadership Seminars, or ILS for short. Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially, ILS, there, there, there is one high school student from each school in Illinois, and it is a very intense three-day seminar um, that really focuses on, you know, day one is students realizing what type of leader they are. Uh, and, and, you know, there's four different types of leadership styles, socializer, thinker, relator, and director, and being put in a quadrant and, and kind of discovering what that means for them. And then it goes into some motivational speakers, which I was not, of course, I was not a speaker at the time I went through, but, uh, but I really learned a lot, you know, and, and just kind of discovered what I was all about and, and, uh, really kind of got my values tested a little bit too, as, and we did some, some group, group work and, and those types of things. And then the final day is, is really transformational leadership and how to develop that, and bringing out into the world. So I, my, my, my perspective on leadership really got, got changed and in, in advanced in that weekend. And every year since I, you know, I'd gone back and, and I volunteered as a counselor to lead other students through, through the weekend. And as time went on, you know, I started writing down some of the thoughts I had and, and, uh, you know, really just these leadership thoughts, authentic leadership, servant leadership, and all these different types of things. And, and really had an itch to, to share it, you know, but really wasn't sure what medium I wanted to, to do it on. And then sometimes it just takes some uh, less than perfect life situations to happen. And that's what I had happened to me. It was a, a, a it's kind of a tough relationship, a, a bad boss at one point, and, and just some some people in my life who, who really challenged me and in, in the lessons I learned from that. So I took all of that, you know, really the positive stuff and the negative stuff and put it into uh, a talk. And 
Uh, and then actually, I, I really do need to, to thank, I, I uh, had a mentor, still have a mentor. His, his name is Arik Jackson, and he's he's a international speaker. And him and I have been friends for 11 years. He was actually the first speaker I heard. And Arik really coached me through what it meant to to motivate and to speak. And it's it's a, really a science. And, you know, we worked for about seven months together, him and I. And I, I would send him a recording of me speaking and my first mm-hmm. recordings I still have and they, they were not good at all. And so it was, you know, really good to have <laughs> someone that that gave me constructive criticism and, and real honest feedback on what I needed to improve on. And so I would say once a week for about seven, eight months, we would have a phone call. And and that really sort of started to put this into gear. And that, that was a lot of, uh, you know, er, early in, in uh, 2015. And, um, and then in April of 2015, I, I finally had my first opportunity to share this message. And um, it was at the Wisconsin Leadership Seminars, which is the, basically the sister organization of the Illinois Leadership Seminars where I started at. And so I just went for it. Um, I, I did the opening keynote for them. Um, and it was you know, about 45 minutes. Uh, I, I, I went up. I, I mean, I totally, I didn't even remember what I said. <laughs> I was so nervous. And I got up there and, and um, I remember specifically the feeling of, of me being on stage and having young people listen to my words and seeing their reactions to those words and having them be really, you know, powerful. I, I didn't realize that my words could have any power. You know, it was just things I had written down that I thought about. And, and that feeling was one that I, I, I decided, you know, that was what I wanted to have for a long time for the rest of my life. And so since then, I've had the opportunity to speak at about 15 schools uh, in, in, in BDMC for a couple of different programs uh, and really have have developed this this brand, you know, of sort of motivation, um, authenticity, humor. Truthfully, I, I, I have a lot of humor that's thrown in there. Um, and all this stuff has come together. And, and uh, you know, now I, I look to share this message with, um, you know, hopefully people all over the world at some point. But but for now, just in the Midwest. But it's been re- really just an incredible ride in, in meeting people. And and I think, you know, the, the main thing that sticks out to me for motivational speaking is, you know, I'll I'll go up there and I'll share my story and, you know, be relatable and, and that type of thing. And it's it's hard to ascertain how everyone feels, right? Because you finish it and you walk off and you're like, well, I hope that went well. Um, and now every now and then I'll have a student come up to me and, mm. you know, it looks like, you know, they had their eyes look like they've been crying a little bit. And and, uh, it, it, and then, you know, they they thank me and, and, you know, they said that this really stuck out to me. And it's it's then when you realize, you know, it's not it's not just me talking. You know, I mean, this this is I've, I've worked hard at this and it's a story that that really needs to be shared. And. That's the type of feeling. If I can get that, you know, even once to have that happen, and now it's happened, you know, a couple of times, uh, you know, that's that's powerful. And, um, you know, I never thought that words I would have would have value, uh, that things that I just have have thought of and have learned. And it's been a really incredibly fruitful process. Uh, so that's really how I got into it. I, I didn't, you know, I, I've I've always, you know, I know with your intro for me, I, I you know, I led I led the student section for. I went to Marquette University here in Milwaukee, and, and when I was a student, that that's part of my story. Is is you know kind of my, my leadership style was was really you know motivating people around me to cheer, and it was cool. And it's all part of sort of this this uh, package that I think I now have and and can share with students. But it's not like I'm you know I'm out there as a president and CEO of some organization. You know, I mean, I I have a day job and I I love what I do, and this is just a passion that I follow. And so I think it makes it a little bit more relatable for, you know, a 17 year old student or a 21 year old student in college or really any organization. I, I, <laughs> I you know, I, my, my bread and butter is sort of high school and college, but I think the message of authenticity can shine through wherever you're speaking at. And, um, some of those students, you know, really 
can can relate to that and see someone you know around their age kind of running around and, and telling them you know it's okay to be who you are you know and that type of thing. Um, but it, it really all started you know 11 years ago. I can point to the weekend where it happened, and since then have really grown and developed now this talk and. Um, have had some incredible people around me who have supported that, and and I'm looking forward to continuing it. Um, so that's that's kind of the the, the story there, and um, you know, and I, I've been really blessed to have had the opportunity to share it with with everyone. Yeah, excellent. I mean, sounds sounds really inspiring and touching the young people a bit a bit younger than you still, and it's it's awesome. And also, I mentioned that you were you were stutter, right? Tell us a little I bit am. about that. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about that. You probably haven't heard it right now because I'm. I'm. Uh, it usually comes out when I'm really nervous, and and I'm. And so, thank you for not making me nervous. But, so you are uh, relaxed now. You know, it's it's. Uh, I went through speech therapy for about eight mm. years growing up, and so from when I was probably six years old until, you know, sixth grade, right around there. Mm. Um, and and you know, I I don't know if you know a lot about stuttering, but you know, it's really it's really about confidence is when it comes down to it. And if you think too hard about what you're going to say. You know, you screw it up. So I didn't. I didn't have a lot of confidence growing up, and that's that's really what it came down to. So I, I, I would go through speech, and you know, we do exercises to you know to really help me out and, and that type of thing. But, um, but there's one particular story when I was in sixth grade. I was in a school play, and uh, and and I had one line, and I was really excited to to give this line, and it came out in in a stutter. And uh, and like I I look back at that, and like that really you know impacted me, and and you know about how I how I operate and and, and that type of thing, but. I, after learning some of the things I've learned and in, in being involved in this leadership development for a long time, you know, the, the main thing I've come away with with stuttering is it's an obstacle, right? Like it's a piece of adversity that I face. And, you know, people who stutter don't typically turn into speakers. It's not really what happens a lot. But but I, I chose <laughs> to to not let it, um, you know, I, I chose to let stuttering be a part of me. And it's a part of my story, but it doesn't dictate or define me. And it's, that's a really important thing. And that's one of the main messages I try and send out to students is, you know, the, the, and I won't tell them what their obstacle is. You know, they're, they're going through things. Everyone is, everyone has their own battle they're fighting. Um, so the, the moral of the story is that, you know, whatever that thing is, you know, let it be a part of you and let yourself grow from it, but don't let it dictate or define who you are. Because if I let that happen, I wouldn't, you know, be here. I wouldn't be talking about this. And, um, you know, all, all those things came together. So I, I just, I know how it feels to go through an obstacle and, and, uh, and, and, you know, and it's, it's an ongoing thing and I still stutter and it happens, but it, I, I don't let it dictate or define me. And truthfully, I, sometimes kind of let it be a humorous part of my life too and it just makes it a lot easier <laughs> so that's that's, 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 that's kind of things are good for humor so <laughs> it's yeah, great that you absolutely. take it in that way very very lightly and now it's part of your past and part of how you overcame obstacles as you said as you mentioned at some point that you talk about authenticity and and leadership no and it, even your website is is called Go authentic you or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So tell us about this. This um, is one of your main theme that you um, you speak to to your audience. What yeah, is for you authentic leadership? How would you describe it? Yeah. So really, at, at its core, you know, and I could like give you the online definition of authentic leadership, and and, and really, you know, what what it comes down to is is staying true to yourself and. Um, you know, you know, in, in really loving who you are and what you become. So I, I, you know, one of the things that I like to say to, to students, you know, I ask them if they know what a vocation is, you know, and they raise their hand and they say your vocation is your life calling, which is true. And that's what, that's what it is. But as a 17 year old or a 21 year old, I don't expect them to know what their life calling is. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty real about that. Like I, you know, a lot of people, even my age don't know what their, what their life calling is, but I tell them to make it that day to accept themselves and to love themselves. 
And I think it's important. And it sounds boastful. You know, when I say that, I get a kind of a funny reaction from some students like I shouldn't do that. But at the end of the day, if you accept who you are and you love that about yourself, that's when you're ready to become a more authentic leader. So you see people out there, you know, they're not they're not confident with who they are that, you know, they, they haven't accepted what their style is. They haven't accepted everything about themselves. They're not going to be an effective leader. That's just not the way it works. Like they, they really have to come to this realization of, you know, who I am is exactly who I'm called to be. And, um, you know, and I think if you have that and you have that in mind, then you can really, uh, you know, exude that to everyone that you meet. Right. So people people can encounter, you know, folks and and you, you can tell when you're encountering someone who's not being real and being true to themselves. Like it's pretty evident. I've, I've experienced leaders like that who, you know, are trying to be someone that they're not and it doesn't work. And so I think them accepting who they are and really acting on that and allowing that to be part of their lives and, and determine who they become is great. And, and it's funny because, you know, it sounds hard, but it, it's really in the end, it's just accepting you. Right. And in accepting what, what you are and, and loving that about yourself. So if they can get to that point, and I think that's, to me, that's authentic leadership. Uh, you know, and it can go a variety of different ways once you get to that point. But I think it, it, at its core, it's it's accepting you, loving you, and, and, and then exuding that feeling onto other people who you encounter. And um, it's tough. It's tough for a 16-year-old to comprehend that, you know, and, and that they, they have the ability to, uh, to do it right now. Like I, I tell them, you know, before they leave the room, they should do this and uh, decide today because that's what happened when I when I was 16. You know, I saw my first speaker who was Arik and and he, he in, in different terms, he gave me that challenge. And, and that day I was like, this is who I am, you know, and this is what I'm going to be uh, and and chose to do that. And, and that's what led me to where I'm at today. So I think it's just, it's it's incredibly important point that that they don't get told enough, you know, uh, mm. to, to, to do, um, you know, and, and I'll get in more to more of that later. But really. That that's how I feel about that authentic leadership core. And so to, to your point, Oscar, is is that's, you know, when, I, when I'm on stage, that's what I'm living out. Right. So I'm I'm not going up really right right now. What you see is what you get. Like, I don't change my persona when I'm on stage. It's 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 Jim. That's that's who they're seeing. And and I think that not only do I tell them to accept themselves and to live that out, but I show them how to do it. And that's feedback I've actually gotten from students that you know, you, you were telling us what to do when you were also being yourself on stage. And it's important. I mean, not only is that me, but it's an important part of my brand and, and what I do. So it's like, Hey guys, you should love who you are. I've already done that and I'm doing it right now. And this is what I'm showing you. And I hope that this will inspire you to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty clear message. Now you're, you're telling me that uh, you using this word, accept you have used it many times and I think it's the core of, of being authentic. No, that often sounds like oh it's difficult what is this right? accepting who you are and uh, playing that role in whatever you want to do in life yeah i like also you mentioned you had a mentor no for your when you started to be a motivational speaker um exploring this um what is this world of being a speaker a motivational speaker you spend many months with a mentor who helped you do that you were somehow lucky to have this person a spirit person in that moment early in your career so so it's awesome that's also something important for especially young people to to find early in, in totally. their careers yeah and and on that note i i hope to be that for for young people yes too. i'm you sure know, you I, are I, already I'm, I'm really grateful for for that so i, I want that to be a reality mm, exactly and what about uh, if you can give us some some examples of people who you believe are their authentic leaders today Yeah, totally. So I, I thought about this a little bit and, and, um, 
you know, I, I have a, a, a couple of folks. So the first person, this is kind of just more recent and, and someone who really, uh, I watched a video and I was really inspired, but Chris Pratt, who, who we all know is an actor and, uh, you know, who's been in Jurassic World and all these different movies, but his speech that he gave at the MTV Movie Awards, I don't know if you saw it, but hmm. um, he basically gave nine rules, like Chris Pratt rules to live by. And, and three of them were kind of more funny than anything else, but, but it was a very real, uh, message and in the way that he delivered it you could just tell that this is the way that he lives his life and i think that the reason why i bring this up is because he was specifically addressing the folks who are fans of this mtv movie award show and those folks are really young people right like that's people from age 13 so probably 20 um and and he went for it and and just kind of did it and uh you know talked about god and, and and talked about you know how how it is you know to to pray and all these different types of things and really put his faith on the line and um, and, and I, I was just, you know, and regardless of whether or not people agreed with them, it was just, it was this moment of like, you could tell that this is something that he truly believes in and, and thought about a lot. And, uh, and, and I, it was great. I shared it with my friends and family and I was like, you know, this is the type of person we should all aspire to be. So I think that's, that's a really beautiful thing and something that he was able to, to send forward, um, on a, on a kind of a different note, uh, there's a company based in, uh, in New York now called Barstool Sports and, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's kind of a, a, a funny company, you know, but, um, but the, their CEO, Erica Nard, uh, Nardini is, is I, I, I follow her on Twitter and, and I've seen her speak at different events and, um, it, she was brought onto this company, you know, maybe two years ago uh, while they were already, you know, kind of built up and, and really just the way that she presents herself and, uh, the way she talks about what she does and it, it she's in a very male dominated industry and, and it's, and it's really refreshing and inspiring to see her, you know, stay true to, to what she does. And, and she has these values that are, that are very, you know, instilled in her. And, and I think that, you know, she's really funny, first of all, and she's incredibly intelligent. And I think that she's setting the gold standard for women who maybe want to pursue, you know, a career in this journalistic, you know, sort of, sort of area. Uh, and it, it's clear, you know, it's, it's clear what, what, what a kind of inspiring messages that she's sending. And I, I just think she's awesome. And, um, it's not an easy job for, for her to do what she does. And, and she carries herself with grace. And um, so I look up to her a lot. And I think she's very authentic in the way that she operates. Uh, and then finally, I, I would say that Ellen DeGeneres falls under this category. And uh, the reason I say that is because she has not tailed off from what she does in, I don't know, 15, 20 years of however, how long she's had her show. But um, the, the simple message of be kind to one another, you know, something that she ends with and, uh, I just think it's so cool. And I, I've watched her show a lot. I've been a fan of her for a long time. And, and, you know, again, she doesn't do anything. I mean, obviously she does her giveaways and, and those types of things, but she, she's just very simple and to the point of the way that she treats people. And, um, I, I, I love it. I think it's awesome. And I think she's again, a role model for, for, uh, for anyone, you know, young women or young men, uh, whoever it might be, uh, to really go out there and, and, um, and, and treat people, you know, the, the way that they'd like to be treated, which I think is awesome. So I think that those three really stand out. Uh, and again, you know, it, it's, this is subjective. These are just people I look at. So other people might have some differing opinions, but th- these are folks who I could just tell are, 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 you know, walking the walk and talking the talk and, in you know, being themselves and being authentic and everything that they're doing. And, and I, you know, I wish there was, I'm, I'm sure there's many more examples out there, but we need more people like that to show, you know, young folks how to operate. Cause it's hard. Like it's, it's not an easy world to do that in right now. And for people to stand by, you know, their value system and, um, you know, regardless of what they're up against is awesome and super admirable. And, and those three are, are, are really, uh, shining examples of that. Yeah, thanks for sharing these uh, these role models, as you say, for uh, for especially for young people. I was we were bombarded with 
people who stand out who are all the time on the media and uh, not given too much for <laughs> for helping us to be authentic or being a better person. And now that I'm talking with you, that you talk very often with young people, something that I don't do <laughs> so often. I used to do a long time ago. I, w I was uh, a lecturer in my university. But even at that time, I didn't talk to even younger than, let's say, 20 or 18. Uh, so the opportunity that you have had. So what, what you could tell to someone like me or even older that wants to talk to... Um, college students, very young college students, or from the high school in order to speak in their language. What can you tell us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, the first thing on that is to, don't be something that you're not. Uh, and, and I think it, the, what I mean by that, you know, high school students and college students can catch on pretty quickly to people who are, you know, just kind of putting on a facade. Um, And, and I've learned that, you know, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's kind of why I, I do what I do is, you know, I, I go up and, and I sort of like, guys, this is what I've learned. And if you like it, great. If you don't, like, I'm glad you came, you know, that type of thing. And, and I think that they kind of get a level of respect pretty quickly when they can tell that this is, you know, this is my life story and I want to share it with you because I think it's going to help, you know, that type of thing. So I think really focus on what you're good at, you know, and, and I also think that, you know, don't think that there's so many differences between older folks and younger folks. And, You know, it's a different world. I get that. And, and um, you know, but really at the end of the day, you know, young people want to be part of something bigger. And, and I think we all do, you know, and I, I don't think that there's so much of a, of, a, of a variation between those two things. I simply think that they just have more technology now to guide them away from that. You know, we didn't have smartphones growing up. Right. And, and so they have, you know, Twitter and Instagram and, and all these different types of apps, Snapchat that that can you know, pull them away from being who they want to be. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that's just that's that's a reality of the situation. Um, I think if you're on those, you know, you can really be a positive agent of change. Um, but but it's if you it, it's almost like it's like if you think too hard about it, you're going to screw it up. Like you just got to go do your thing, relate to them um, and listen, I think is important, too. I think a lot of times, you know, adults can come into a room and and speak at a student. Mm -hmm. Right. And and uh you know, they don't, they don't want to be lectured at, like, they get enough of that in class, as you know, as a former professor, you know, I, I think, I think it's, it's just it, you go in and, and have a dialogue. And I think for me, you know, one thing I've learned is, is to get, you know, constructive feedback. So, you know, there's been a couple of times where students come and approach me and like, you know, I, I love when you talked about this and I didn't remember talking about that. So I decided that that needs to be a bigger part of, 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 you know, my talk. So I've really grown it and developed it if for, based on feedback and, and, uh, And I have interactions like while I'm talking, like if someone like, you know, says something funny, I'll acknowledge that and, and really, you know, make it's not just me lecturing at them because, you know, we've leadership is, is a lifelong process. So I don't have all the answers. I'm just sharing some things I've learned. So um, I think really, you know, be yourself and, and, and do what you're good at, you know, listen and, and respond and, and know that there's not that many differences between who you're talking to. I mean, sure, age is one of them, but. At the end of the day, they, they want to be valued and they want to be appreciated. And sure as heck, we do, too. So there, there's, you know, that that doesn't totally differ. It's just it's the medium in which they get there is, is the, the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. It makes a lot of sense what you say. But what about also if, if you compare yourself with a high schooler today? Just in, in I don't know, how, yeah, like, like, it's like 10 years or different, let's say, uh, Do you see it a difference in these generations already? Um, it's a good point. I, you know, 
a, a little bit. I, I mean, you know, I, th- I think obviously there are generational differences. I, the main one, which I mentioned, is is certainly the amount of, of mediums that they have to communicate with each other. I unfortunately mm, think yes. that that's what's made cyberbullying, you know, such mm. a thing. And I'm telling you, kids are going through that like you wouldn't believe. Uh, every school I've been to, you know, I ask, I always ask the administrators, you know, uh, what, what's what's the biggest thing that your you know students need, or what can I really touch on? And, and it's and it's always always social media and and, and bullying. And um, you know, that being said, bullying has been a thing for since the dawn of time. Um, it's just finding it's easier ways to do it, right? And and you know, people can hide behind a Twitter avatar or hide behind you know a Snapchat username, whatever it might be. And, and I think that they've experienced that at, at the forefront. And uh, it's unfortunate. And I'm not sure that's ever going to end. Um, so what I found, you know, it, it, the best way to do it is encourage them to be positive on those things and, um, you know, speak at them and, and try and be motivational. And, and uh, you know, and also that they don't get their worth from that. I think if they focus on on, on their worth from getting, you know, 100 likes on something or, or shares or whatever it might be, you know, that's when it's going to go downhill. So I, I don't think that I had that to worry about. And, you're, you know, 10 years ago, that's really, you know, I, I was a senior in high school and I, you know, we had Facebook and, and stuff, but it, it wasn't a part of everyday life. And um, so they're really facing, you know, this this need to to be accepted, um, but but uh, but not in person, you know, like need to be accepted on, on, on the Internet, essentially, and, and on apps, uh, which is tough, you know, and there's just there, there's a lot of negativity out there. Um, so I, I think that like it, it, acknowledging that and, and, you know, and I always do, I tell them, you know, I, I get it. Like I'm out there, I'm in the world. I understand what's going on, but you can be a, an agent of change if you choose to be today. So it's almost kind of like, here's the challenge and here's the solution that I think that you guys can follow. So it's tough. High school and college are, you know, are, are have become less fun, I think, because of that aspect. Um, but if they can use it in, in a, in a, in a positive force, you know, they, they can make light of the situation at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for telling us. Us is this um, dark as as you said some differences, but at the end of the day, we are all we have similar problems at any age and everywhere in the world. So we are we have more similarities than differences. And absolutely, yeah. Jim, what would what would you recommend to someone who wants to find her voice? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I, I think, you know, when it comes down to it, so like, I guess the first answer to that is what is a voice, right? So like a voice you know, could just be what I'm using right now, you know, but I think what, what I look at it deeper is, is your, your voice is what your passion is. It's what you care about. It's what you represent. It's what you think about when you go to bed at night. It's what you think about when you wake up in the morning. And I don't mean that like the stressful things in life. Like, of course, you're thinking about the things that you need to do for the day, but I mean that thing that's inside of you that you really want to accomplish or, you know, something that, that you want to do for the rest of your life. And that, that finding your voice can dictate so many things. It can dictate who you hang out with, you know, who you, who's your significant other, what you end up doing for the rest of your life. So I think really what it comes down to it is for folks who are looking for that, um, you know, first of all, discover your passion. Um, you know, so if you really love something, you know, focus on that, you know, f- find something that you do love and, and you can go out and do it. So like, what's, what do you think about a lot? What do you think about before you go to bed? What's your calling? You know, that that's your voice. And it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be a combo of things, but that can all kind of be turned into one thing if you need it to be. But um, but it's 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 really it could be a lifetime search. But at the end of the day, you know, doing some some reflection and meditation on what that might be. And I think, you know, putting yourself out there and, um, you know, networking with people, I think, is important. And, and that's how you can figure some of this stuff out too. reading books and reading blogs and really kind of developing sort of this sense of, of your passion. Um and once you have that, you know, don't settle for anything less than that. I think that's important too. 
don't settle for mundane. Don't settle for, you know, almost there, you know, don't make it a, don't make it a dream, make it a goal. You know, I think that's important is, is now this is where I want to get at. So when, when I found out that, you know, what I want to do is go out and, and speak to students, like I, I just did it. Like I, you know, I, it was just one of those things where I'm like, this, this is what my voice is. And this is what I can tell where I'm gonna have a big impact. So I went out and there, there are millions of different things that people can do. So it's, it's really up to folks to, to, um, take that in and understand what they're passionate about and now how they can turn that into a reality and, and make that something that they do. So, um, it, it don't, don't fret if you don't have this down yet. You know, there's, there's people I, I could, there's people much older than me that have no idea, but I think now is a good time, uh, to, to self-reflect and ascertain what it is that you want to do and, you know, to follow that voice. And, and I think, you know, once, once you have down what you're passionate for, now it's time to go out and get it. And, and, and again, don't settle for anything less than, than accomplishing that goal and, and, and make it attainable for yourself. Um, so I think at the end of the day, you know, do you right is, is, is what the, the, the biggest part is. And don't, don't make it anything that you're not fully invested in. It should be something that you're really into and, and want to take on and we'll do it, whatever it takes, you'll, you'll go after it. Mm-hmm. Jim, please share with us what is your favorite quotation? Yeah, my favorite quotation um, is is the following: um, Your imperfections are marks of authenticity, and that is the beauty of you. So I'll say it again: Your imperfections are marks of authenticity, and that is the beauty of you. So when when you break that down a little bit, your imperfections—the things you think are so bad about yourself—well, you know, whether it, you can name a laundry list of things you don't like about yourself. Those are marks of who you are as an authentic person, an authentic leader, and that's the beauty of you. So the things you think are so negative about yourself are really beautiful parts of, of who you are. Um, that quote has, I, I've, uh, not only does it motivate me and really inspire me, but that's the, that's the one that, that um, I found that young people grasp and, and, and get it, and it changes a lot of their dynamic. And uh, it's simple, you know, but it's profound that, that you can think of these things as your full authentic package. And they're beautiful parts about you. So stop putting yourself down and, and really focus on, you know, on, on, on bettering yourself, but accepting that you're an awesome person. And, and these are all part of that. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. Could you now recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? Yeah, um, I, I, uh, this book that my dad gave to me a couple years ago, it's called The World's Most Powerful Leadership Principle. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's uh, how to become a servant leader. Um, And it's, it's by James C. Hunter. And it's just a, a really tangible way. You know, this, this gentleman, James Hunter, um, you know, travels and has met, you know, plenty of people in business and, and, and talks about, you know, this aspect of becoming a servant leader and, and not only, you know, the aspects of what a servant leader is about, but how to do it and how to put it into action. And, um, it's awesome. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's an inspiring read. It's, um, you know, it's, it's fairly short, you know, 100, 200 pages, but, Um, I would I would definitely recommend people picking this up and uh, and checking out. But it, it, it's it's a call to action, too, which I think is really important. You know, it's not like not only, well, here's what they sound like and here's what you can do. But like now what now? What are you going to do and are you going to make this part of your life? And um, yeah, I, it's it's awesome. I, I really enjoy it. Hmm. It sounds great. Yeah. Now, please share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend us do it daily or weekly, a routine to shine. For sure. Um, the, I, I actually have two. Um, the, the first one is, uh, this can be done on a weekly basis, uh, but to practice gratitude. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that we forget to do that, you know, a lot. I talked about, you know, a mentor in my life. I have several other people who, who I, you know, have to thank for getting me where I'm at. Um, but, but, you know, a text, a phone call, a letter, a card, you know, something where, where each week you pick a new person to thank. And you, and you would be surprised how much this helps you grow. You know, it, not only does it, does it help, help the person that you're thanking, but it also refuels you and gives you energy and, and helps your spirit out. Um, so if it's thanking them for the impact, they probably don't even realize that they had. You know, a lot of times people just assume that folks who have helped them, you know, know that they're thankful for it. And most of the time they're not. I can, there's probably a ton of people who haven't thanked you. You know, I mean, there's, it's just, it's an amazing ability. So I, I would try and do that. It's, it's tough, you know, but, but, you know, pick, pick a new person or, you know, someone who's impacted you. I, I try and send out texts, you know, every so often, but I, I think that's such a, a beautiful way to show, you know, people that they matter and, and then from there, you know, maybe they'll want to spread that around, right? They'll, they'll want to do that to someone else too. So gratitude is awesome. Uh, and then the, the second thing, you know, as far as, you know, I know the question of finding your voice and, and really, you know, what this leadership, you know, could mean to you is I, I think whatever medium that you use, whether it's meditation or prayer or silent reflection or just being alone, I think you need to take time to do that daily. Um, there, there's a challenge called the 1% challenge. Uh, and, and what that means is, uh, what, so 1% of your day, of 24 hours is about 15 minutes. Okay. Um, and, and so I, I would encourage people every day to take the 1% challenge. So 15 minutes of your day to, to do whatever it is you need to do, but to be alone in doing that and to reflect. Uh, personally, I, I'm, faith is part of my life, so I do it with prayer, you know, what, what, whatever that might be for you, but have that time be your time. And, and I would actually put a calendar, you know, if you're an outlook or whatever it might be, a, a calendar invite to yourself that this is what I'm going to do. It might be during a lunch break, but take that time to, to breathe, to, to, to go over the day and, and to really think about what your goals are and, and, um, how you can, you know, get to those things. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's, uh, people are great. I'm, I'm definitely a people person, but sometimes you need to, to just kind of be alone and, and, and be in your thoughts. And, um, it, it's so helpful. Uh, you know, I think, you know, in 15 minutes, that's all it takes. I mean, think about the amount of things you do for a half hour on, on Netflix when you're, <laughs> when you're watching a, a show. I mean, I think that this is just a really cool thing you can do right before you go to bed, whenever it might be. But, uh, gratitude would be weekly and, and, and that, that 1% challenge would be daily. Good. Very, very good to two routines for us. <laughs> yes, yes. It was a pleasure talking with you, Jim. Please tell us how we can follow you or learn more about the great work you're doing. Please tell us. Yeah, so I'm I'm on I'm on all the social media outlets. Um, and if you search Jim Love L O V E, you'll find me. But specifically, uh, Twitter is where I do a lot of a lot of my work, and uh, it's it's Jim underscore M underscore love and if you just search jim love you'll you'll see me on there um i do a lot of updates on there and and um you know a lot of motivation a lot of humor all sorts of different things uh i have a facebook page jim love uh it's my speaking page and uh and then finally my website which i know you mentioned earlier is www.goauthenticyou.com and that's y-o-u.com and that's could see me, you know, see a video. Um, that's where people can, can book me if they'd like to, and just kind of find out, you know, some comments that people have said that has my bio, all those different types of things. So, um, twi- Twitter and my website are the, are the best two places and I'll, I'll follow you back. I'm, I'm, I, I love speaking about these things and, uh, and having a great conversation and that's how you and I got connected too, which is great. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> right. <laughs> we started a conversation on Twitter. <laughs> we sure did. That's right. Great. Thanks a lot, Jim. All the best and talk to you soon. I appreciate it, Oscar. Have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time...